Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. In, babe. Welcome to Coco Caliente. Parents edition. I'm happy to be back. It it's been a long time. For me, it feels like it does feel like a long time, but it kind of feels like riding a bike. Like here I am again. Yeah, yeah. I can do this. It's easy. It's easy. It's just like our lives are totally different. Like I, I feel like a different human being. Absolutely. When I got out of the shower like 10 minutes ago. I'm like, man, I, I'm like a mom. I feel like a mom. I'm like washing loads of laundry between like bringing home a blanket from the camper. Let's Normally, say this I'd laundry like, has poop on it and that's why we were washing it because the baby had a blowout. Okay, fine. <laughs> yes. That but is, that's like a mom thing. That's, that's what I mean. That's fair. Um, but I mean, I think the old me would have just been like, eh, I'll get to it later. Oh, I get what you're you know saying. What I'm saying? Yeah, like I prioritize yeah, yeah, yeah. different things now, obviously. But I mean, even like... Um, this morning I woke up at seven in the camper and I was like, Hey, um, grandma and grandpa, you want to watch arrow and mm-hmm. like laid them in bed. And then I was like, I got to clean up some stuff. I mean, I, if yeah. I, I would have just been laying there and let people clean up for <laughs> me. You. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, I like it. Yeah. It's definitely weird. And just, I don't know, I guess parents that are already parents that are listening to this like yeah your life changes and everybody tells you before you get to this point right yeah like oh it's gonna be different you know it's gonna be the best thing in the world it's gonna be the best thing but it's just you know you in people give you all the forewarnings beforehand but until you actually prepare for it um or until you're actually in it it. yeah until you're actually in it there's no way to describe it Um, it's kind of exactly like when someone tells you in high school you know, these are, what do they say? They say, like, enjoy this. You, mm-hmm. you so know. One of the best moments in your life. Because just, like, if I could go back knowing what I know now, I mean, I was stressed for silly reasons. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so carefree. The puppies are crying in the bedroom. <laughs> They'll be all right, though. They. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is we tried to do this podcast a couple days ago. Yeah, we did. And Arrow was in the house. and so Like 9 p.m. at night. Yeah, we were already tired from a long day. Uh, I had the air running because we got to keep the house cool for him, right? And so we had all that background noise. And then we tried to lay him down. In the middle of the podcast, he started crying. Nicole had a breastfeed. And it was just a whole... He burped up. Like a little bit. Yeah, burped up and all this stuff. And we're like, oh, we got a grandma. (laughs) His breastfeeding is not quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we today we have grandma watching watching baby Arrow. And so, yeah. So what Nicole wanted to do, and we need to find a name for it. And this is kind of how I want to start the episodes now, is with like a funny parenting story. You you, want to go get Paris? You can go grab her real quick. And I'll just explain. Okay, go ahead. So... Sorry, the dogs, they, they were, uh, we were camping this weekend and uh, we had to put them in a kennel because they can't come to the campground and they just got back and we put them in the room and they're crying because they want to hang out with us. So I guess Nicole's going to grab them. Hopefully they don't bark. Um, but anyway, we want to do like a segment uh, when we start is like little parenting stories. They could be, you know, funny, uh, serious uh, but overall, relatable, right? Because now we're parents and we're going to tell these stories and that something that you might have experienced similarly, uh, but that we think is funny. So Nicole has one that she wants to start with. So go ahead, baby. Okay, so my story, this is probably, I don't even know how old Arrow was, but one morning I 
decided to make Victor and I breakfast because he's been making breakfast most of the days. I, you know, was breastfeeding on the chair 100% mm-hmm. of the time and rarely can get up. So Victor would literally f- have to feed me every time I'd have to eat. <laughs> but I was like, this time I was like, hey, I'm going to make us egg sandwiches. And he's like, okay, cool. Sweet. Yeah. And uh, he was feeding Arrow, so through a bottle with breast milk. And then I am finally done with cooking these sandwiches. I plate them and I spend a lot of time on them. Yeah, they're like gourmet breakfast sandwiches. Yeah, because sometimes it's nice to just like get away. If you can get in the kitchen, you kind of like want to spend some time there Mm -hmm. because you're like, oh, I get a break. Um, And I hand Victor his sandwich and he's like, oh, I think he pooped. So I'm like, okay, I'll go change him. And I go and change him, come back, hand him back to Victor because he's just sitting on the chair while he's eating. <laughs> and then I grab my sandwich and I'm like looking, I'm in front of the TV. I'm like, yes, I finally can sit down and enjoy this because I spent 15 minutes making it. And then I take a bite and I'm like, oh my gosh, I smell poo. <laughs> and I look at like my freaking pinky finger on my hand and there is a yellow poop and i was so grossed out i could not and i was like thank god my brain didn't be like oh that's egg lick it oh my god because that could have been a thing you know what i mean like or it mustard? looked just Did you like put mustard on your stuff no it oh, was a breakfast god. sandwich but it looked just like like egg and i just smelt like arrows poop <laughs> and i was like where did this come from and it took a minute to register and i'm chewing i'm chewing i spit it out i was crying i literally laughing. go throw away my whole sandwich obviously i just can't even and nicole's like i can't even i can't eat anything like that now i can't even have mustard because this poop looks like mustard oh Oh my gosh, but it, so, and I washed my hands. That's the crazy thing is like, I thought I washed my hands and that's just saying that's disgusting. Like I clearly did not wash the side of my hand and I just got the hugest whiff and it totally ruined. I mean, I don't think I ate for hours after that, but Victor's sitting there laughing and laughing and laughing. I just, I couldn't stop. Oh. Yeah. It's just crazy because you, you know, He's our baby, right? So it's nasty, but it's not like you imagine if you had somebody else's poop on your finger. No, that still it still was really <laughs> gross though, like because it got so close to my face, and yeah. I was starving. Like I was so hungry, and I took my time. And I, Victor, I literally set out like a table, like a TV table tray. But I, like, I, I yes. guess, yeah, no, that was. I, I swear, I think I it was, looked like yolk on my hand. So I mean, like the, dried yolk. Yeah, and it. it <laughs> I'm so lucky I did not like it. In what I, I guess what I was saying is like this, it's not, it would never be in the realm of possibilities that that would happen in a normal, you know, a normal day to day type of deal. At least the chances of it happening are really, yeah, totally. really low. But now we change diapers because we have a baby, right? So oh, regularly yeah. that obviously the chances of just getting poop on your finger or something or pee on you. Uh, are increased exponentially so it's not beyond a thing right. but it's just it was just so funny the way it happened and that was the first time it's it the only happened. time that it's happened and i literally was <laughs> taking a bite and it got so close to my nose and i was like i was thinking you know what though and i put avocado on this sandwich mm-hmm. and i was like god that avocado stinks like for a second i thought it was avocado and then i was still convinced and then i looked at my hand and i was like oh, oh no. my <laughs> Gosh, like I did not scrub my hands good enough. <laughs> and I was in a hurry, I think, too, but I still. Yeah. So that just goes to show people don't probably wash your hands either as good as they're supposed to. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, completely changing topics, but baby, we, last time we podcast, didn't have a baby. And no. We took a break because we were going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of want to dial back and go back to that point mm-hmm. right uh oh and also I, I completely skipped over we need a suggestion name for this little segment that we want to start doing right so yeah. if you guys can send us suggestions in our in our dms at the podcast or comment section whatever it is let us know what we should call it nicole was thinking like parent stories no i was no i was thinking parent probs parent probs okay that's good parent probs or you know anything like that that but I don't be. want it to come off where I want it to come off like funny and relatable. Yeah, not like a problem. Not like oh my gosh, this is such a problem. Like you know, so I I kind of. If that was such a problem for you, that'd be an issue. If you always got poop on your finger. Every time. Oh no, but I meant like I don't want to seem like I'm complaining. I know, like, I know, I know. Because we're very lucky to be parents. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And so I just want to put that out there that this is all in good fun, 
And if we complain, what's more like... And if you don't like it, you just don't have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was I going to say? So, yeah, so we didn't have a baby, and now we have a baby. And uh, we kind of... Victor's going to take us back to when I was... What was I? 37 weeks. You're like two weeks to be... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, on a... By happenstance, at that time, my my sister with all her kids and, you know, my parents now live in Puerto Rico. My sister was over there visiting. Everybody was over there. And they kept sending me pictures. And <laughs> yeah. I didn't have, like anybody, any guy out there would know, I didn't have the guts to ask Nicole, be like, hey, you know, is it okay First if I go to Puerto off, Rico? I really felt like, and I don't, I've never said this out loud, and it's probably not the place, but mm-hmm. I'm... I felt like, gosh, why do they keep sending you photos? <laughs> like, I could tell you were sad, and like, I know that they were doing it, like, oh. Because they're excited. But also, I was like, oh no, like, <laughs> kind of, sh- it was almost shoving it in your face without them knowing what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. And they I, were just and doing I caught it that hint for sure. Out of pure excitement, you know? Yeah. And so I keep getting all this stuff, and I just keep looking at these pictures, and I, sh- and I show Nicole because I'm happy for them, but at the same time, I'm like, man, that sucks. Like, I wish I could be there. But Nicole is 37 weeks pregnant, right? I'm not just going to be like, hey, I'm going. And I'm scheduled at 39 weeks to go in for a C section. So exactly. two weeks. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, then one day, you know, I show, you know, they, they send me a video like, oh, we miss you, Theo. We miss you. And they're all at the beach and it's beautiful. And I show that to Nicole. And she's like, look, you should go. She's like, you should definitely go. Your family's not always there all together at the same time, right? Because we all live in different places. It's not like, you know, Nicole's mm-hmm. family here. Everybody's here nearby. You can see them on any given day. Um, and she said, but you have to go now, like this week, because he'll he'll be in here this week, but I can't, you know, yeah, next I mean, week knows? and when we get closer, uh, there's, there's, I mean, it's even not a guarantee now. So on the last minute, I, I booked a flight and I left and mm-hmm. I went and I was gone for five about, days? Uh, yeah, about a week, just shy of a, of a whole day or a whole week. And I had such, such a great time. And it was, it was kind of perfect that it worked out that way. Uh, and it was the first time I visited my parents in Puerto Rico since they moved back. Mm-hmm. And so I saw the, you know, how they did up the apartments in the house and everything. And I don't know, it was just nice to go there. And all I could think about the whole time is how much fun this is going to be when, because we're going to make that a yearly trip with Arrow mm-hmm. and Nicole and to meet my sister out there with my parents. And it's going to be so cool for him to experience that because it's so different from this, Yeah, right? Not one's better than the other. They're just different. Mm-hmm. And he would otherwise, or you would otherwise not have that access to, because anybody can go to like the capital and stay in the tourist area, yeah. but nobody can go into Hayuya. I mean, I guess you can, but you wouldn't know what you're doing. Go into the middle <laughs> of the island and go to the rivers and the rainforest and all that stuff and hang out with like locals who are my family. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, it's going to be cool for sure. I- I'm really excited about that. Um, it's really, really cool. But anyway, then I came back. Everything was fine. Mm-hmm. And then we had to prepare for the C-section. Yes. Now that I had Arrow, I definitely want to get back into eating healthy because essentially he is eating what I'm eating, right? Yep. So feeling your best starts with what you eat. Sakara helps you to not just eat healthy but truly enjoy it with chef-crafted, plant-rich meals that build a foundation for radiant health. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to minimize your sugar cravings, boost your energy, and improve your digestion and get your skin glowing. Along with delicious, plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience their best-selling Metabolism Super Powder and Metabolism Super Bar to control sugar cravings, reduce bloating, boost energy, and reduce fatigue. And we tried it, and it really does all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. Also, right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash coco or enter code coco at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash C-O-C-O to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash coco. So the night before... Um, I knew I was going in, but I didn't want to publicly say I was going in because then I didn't want every, in case something goes wrong, like, 
You just want to keep that to yourself. Yeah, you want to be and, able to process and, it on yeah, your own. Like if I didn't want to like tell anybody I had a baby for a week publicly, I didn't have to. So we did keep that to ourselves. But the night before, I was kind of like panicking a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Victor and I signed up for a hypnobirthing class. So anybody out there who you know is maybe looking for a birthing class um, that's more calming instead of educational, that would be hypnobirthing. And I really liked it. But Victor and I went through the motions of, okay, this is a calm environment. Let's make it, let's have a, like a kind of like a safe word type yeah, thing. Yeah, and not like a sex thing. Oh, God, is that what that means? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying right pineapples. now. Pineapples. Safe word, pineapples. No. It's Kevin Hart. No, uh-huh. but uh, <laughs> it's like a... Calming word? So they have the... Comfort word. Comfort word. So I guess... To explain it, they have like a process that you go through, right? I sit behind Nicole, I rub her back, it gives you like the prompts of what to do, what are you going to do the next? The mindset to keep throughout yeah, the process. Yeah, get yourself in the mindset, what music and... Because you want to be calm because then your baby can come out to a calm environment, which yes. I never thought about, but but they feel what you feel. And so we went through then, they have like a mock birthing, so yes. she'll talk you through the whole thing mm-hmm. and that, you know, we turned the lights down, we did it. And then the funny thing with the comfort word though is we have never been like that with each other. Like it reminds me of that, uh, what's that movie with uh, uh, Adam Sandler and Just Jennifer go with a- it. Just, just go with it. Yeah. And then like the other couple, Nicole Kidman, yeah. that other guy, they're looking at each other. <laughs> yeah. and they're like, your, your eyes. Your, your eyes, your passion, your drive, yeah. you know. That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. And so we've never done anything like that. So it was kind of funny well, we to do, us, we you do, know. We used to do that a lot as like a joke. As a joke, right? So then when we're thinking of a word, uh, what what was the word that you... Uh, I said love and you were like, <laughs> it was ruined. So we're just looking at each other and... It says, you know, say the word and like press on her shoulder firmly. And that to way, know, let her know you're there. Let her know you're there and it'll calm her. And then you can press harder and deeper, more calming. And you say the word again. So I'm looking at Nicole. This, this is the first time we ever did this. I look at Nicole and I press on her shoulder and I go, love. <laughs> I'm like, that one's ruined. We need a new one. Because <laughs> then I couldn't keep, I kept laughing. Which I guess, you know, in, in a sense it still works, but now, right? Now it works. But for me, because I, with my anxiety, like if mm-hmm. you joke around while I'm having anxiety, it makes it worse like i might as well just get out get out of the or you know in that you know in that situation it did make me like feel more comfortable the day before when you're you were stressed out it kind of it worked like yeah but that time we took it seriously yeah that time we did we did not use the word at all during (laughs) we did not use no we did i did press on your shoulder though um i did one hard press on you but i think you were so out of it you probably didn't even feel it Um, i mean I don't know. I was very calm. So she, You were very calm before I even got in there. Um, so yeah, I guess that. Skip to the next day. We got to be there at like... 5.30. We have to be there at 5.30. So we wake up at like 4.30. I have a million bags. I didn't know that we were going to take so much stuff. I should have brought like a luggage suitcase and posted like five separate little bags. Right. I guess that's... I'd, I'd give that advice to a dad going, if your wife wants to pack... She'll pack a bunch of little bags because mm-hmm. she won't realize it. Or at least Nicole didn't. She's like, oh, I can fit this stuff. Oh, no, no. I got to bring this too. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, this is for the baby too. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be better to get one big luggage, mm-hmm. right? And then you can put everything in That's there. That's true. Because I had to make like three trips to the car, three or four trips to the car. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, some of it was just stuff Real that... Real quick, what was the best things that we brought for those? I think... I, I brought a, my own pillow from home. That was super great. Mm-hmm. Victor brought a comforter. Comforter was a big one and for a myself. pillow for him because he had to kind of sleep on like this cot yeah. type deal. Uh, they have a, they had a TV in there. Depending on the hospital, um, will dictate no. how new or old the TV is. <laughs> it was really old. But if they have Wi-Fi, you can bring a laptop. You know, and that way you guys have something to watch. Uh, if you're just because after everything's done, you're just basically sitting in the room. They're monitoring, you know, Nicole and making sure she's okay. And mm-hmm. then you're taking care of the baby and they're checking the baby, making sure they're okay. So there's a lot of downtime. I use that little fan. Um, Victor bought a little fan off Amazon that oh, like yep. hooks on to, it was really, really hot after I, after I gave birth and I had a C-section, but those of you pushing, you know, having a vaginal delivery, you definitely probably want that during, but I used it after, man, I was dripping sweat. Well, because and tell them why. Because it, it's normal for you to, or normal for you to get rid of the f- extra fluid in your body by sweating it out when you sleep, mm-hmm. which I didn't know, but I was waking up like drenched. drenched. Yeah. 
And then, and um, I didn't know that either. I mean, Nicole would be, she didn't find that out until we got home. I actually. googled it. I was like, Am I sick? Well, because I would lay next to Nicole in bed and I'd be like, Oh my god, your leg is like wet and hot. Like, I had to no, put you the would, blanket and you would in between hand me us. the baby sometimes. You'd be like, Oh my god. Oh, yeah, exactly. And exactly. Then, it was just weird. It still happens, but not as bad. Um, snacks, snacks are a good one, uh, yeah. to bring. Uh, and I got advice from people when I was asking on my social media. Oh, yeah. And it said, and Nicole was really good about it. She didn't mind if I ate in the room because I was going to leave the room. But they say sometimes, you know, your wife or mm-hmm. significant other, they can't eat or anything, you okay. know, solids for maybe a day or so until their uh, uh, intestines mm-hmm. go back hungry. to normal. Right. So you're hungry. So maybe eat in the hallway, which I tried to do. But Nicole was really good about letting me eat in the room. Um I can't think of. I think we didn't really use much, so that Honestly, that would be like what what we would say, I guess. In the hospital, has quite a bit of stuff, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, I can't. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy. We overpacked, which is not an issue, but you can definitely be. You can minimize how much you have to take in there. And so many people told me, like, you really don't need much. And I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) But I didn't. (laughs) Anyways, we get to the hospital at 530. Everything's great. The Mm -hmm. doctor's going to come in at 7 to make sure that Arrow is still breached. If he's not breached, we literally go home, which is crazy. So at this point, I'm mentally prepared to have my baby today. It's July 23rd. Um, I'm like, yes, we're going to have him. And he comes in. He's still breached. I'm, I'm like relieved. Thank Hallelujah. goodness. Yep. Um, you know, surgery is supposed to be in like 30 minutes. I'm like, this is getting real. Yeah. They Anesthesiologist come in. Anesthesiologist oh. comes in, gets a couple, asks me a couple questions, which I've never had anesthesia up to this point. So I'm very nervous. This is my first surgery. I've even avoided wisdom teeth surgery because I'm so <laughs> terrified of it. But then, and um, we learned that they do uh, the the spinal tap is what you're going to get. Yep, it's based on height, not on weight. Totally, and, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, which seems surprising. It seems kind of weird because, like, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, um, so yeah, I'm like, get my height right, because otherwise, I was paranoid. Get my weight right, like. Well, it's different, like, because I imagine you know a, a person, let's say. Two people that are five four, for example. Yeah, there's a hundred pound difference. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's weird. but it's the same. I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. I guess it's kind of maybe it's just because of the length of the it, spine is what is. they're doing it based on, basically yeah. trying to numb you from the chest down. Yeah, and Victor's getting all scrubbed up at this point. He's allowed to go in. He's the only one allowed in the hospital because this is a COVID baby. So at all, so her parents mm-hmm. can't even be, for example, in the lobby of the hospital no. to see. The my baby. mom was in the parking lot though in the car because she just felt like, oh my gosh, like my daughter's about to have her first surgery my grandbaby is about to be born and i can't be there but so so she was technically like there, just waiting for victor's call of is everything okay and i kind of said we'll wait in the parking lot because if they take the baby maybe to the city because the closest nicu would be like an hour and a half away you can follow them to the NICU at least. Victor will go with the baby and I'll be in bad act still. So it was a very kind of like scary situation not knowing. The baby yeah. was very healthy and as far as we knew he was going to be healthy. But you never know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the the not to, you know, knock on the hospital that we stayed at. It's a nice hospital, but they don't have all the resources that you need. No. Uh, they didn't have a NICU there. So no. if any little thing went wrong, I mean, they might have to helicopter him out, right? So yeah. That that was the only scare for us. Was I'd be separated with my baby, and especially with the COVID situation, and mm-hmm. then Victor would have to choose, and obviously I'd want him to choose the baby, and and then I would have to yeah. wait to be released to go see him. And uh, but that was we were prepared for the worst case scenario yeah. because you have to be um, yeah. for me, anyways. I have to be prepared in case it were to happen. So we um, Victor's scrubbing up, and they take me down. And they say, you know, Victor, you'll come in in about like 10 minutes when Nicole's ready, when we're ready to make the incision. So I'm getting wheeled down. And up to this point, I was very calm. The doctor was like, oh my gosh, Nicole, you're more calm today than you are when you're in the office. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just like at peace with this whole thing. Right when I get in the OR, uh uh-uh. I start, tears just start falling, but I'm too like... It wasn't almost like a panic attack. It was just like I was scared for my life. I see the bright lights. I see everybody standing around me. Like, I don't know. It felt like, all right, I'm about to go to heaven or something. It was very <laughs> weird. Um, and uh, the nurses were really comforting. They're like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Let's put you on the table. And next step is straddling the operation table, going to put my spinal in. I'm hugging a pillow, curving my back. 
And the anesthesiologist is like, oh, you got a nice back. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> she gets it on the first try immediately. Um, my legs go numb. They put, they literally lift my legs up. That's so scary. They say, hey, Nicole, we're about to put in your catheter. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I can't feel anything. So they put in my catheter. It's in. The doctor comes in. He, you know, they drape me and get all ready. He's apparently pinching my stomach very, very hard. He's like, can you feel this? I'm like, no. They're like, you can't feel it at all? I'm like, no. <laughs> and they're like, okay, she's good. And then I say, wait, can Victor come in? Because I swear, like, the scalp, scalpel's in his hand. And they're like, oh, yeah, get, get Victor. <laughs> Victor comes to my shoulder. And then and, Vic, yeah. Vic has a better point of view at this point. But I think they're making the incision. Yeah, yeah. I get in there. Uh, they're starting to do the incision. I'm looking at Nicole. She seems like she's with it, but a little out of it, right? <laughs> like, if you, like, my at the end of a long yeah. drinking night and you see the person, their eyes are kind of like watery you know and they they know who you are and what you're doing but they're kind of like out of it that's how she was um i felt like i was kind of floating yeah and like i i knew everything that was going on but i just felt no need to speak like i'm sitting there my mind's working i'm thinking and 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 anyways go ahead yeah and i'm recording the whole thing but yeah basically Mm -hmm. they they and i look over because nicole's draped so she can't see down at her stomach and i see they do the incision a leg comes out and I'm like, oh my God, there's a leg, right? And then he gets another leg and then he just pulls him out like it's nothing. Boom, sits And I remember up. at this point <laughs> I was I was very, very with it. But in my head, I'm like, why is he not crying? Why is he not crying? And I said, why is he not crying? Like out loud, finally. And a C-section baby, just for those of you who maybe are going through C-section for the first time and don't know, um, they have to really suction your baby out. There's a lot oh, of fluid yeah. that doesn't get squeezed out of them as if they were coming through the vaginal canal. And so they once they suction him, then he can breathe the air. Yep. And then, so it takes just another... And they kind of got to pat him around because if you think about it, he's minding his own business in my stomach, doing his thing, like floating around. And you're just literally like taking him out of his world <laughs> and expecting him... He's learning to breathe for the first time. So once I heard that cry, I was like, thank God. Yeah, and then they pull him up. They show him to Nicole and I. And they, he had his eyes open and they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, his eyes are open. They goop his eyes with this ointment thing mm-hmm. to help his eyes. And they cut the cord. Uh, they Then they take him to like the heater and they start wiping him down. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I go over there and it's right next to Nicole. So it's kind of perfect. So yeah, she can, I can see, see what everything. I'm doing with the baby. Mm-hmm. And then I cut the, the rest of the umbilical cord. Um, and then they, they clean him up and then me and the baby go into the... And Victor, let, I got to tell him, Victor was like, um, oh. <laughs> well, no, Victor was like, Nicole, he's so cute. Our baby is so, so cute. He's like, some babies aren't cute, but ours is so cute. <laughs> I think everyone thinks that their baby's super cute, but it's funny, like seeing a baby first come out because they just like, they're like this like little wrinkly being that's I like, know. it's like, <laughs> anyways, it was really, I was just oh, like I thought going to say what the, the the actual other thing that I, I don't said. know if you should say that well just so people know right this okay. is let's just say for the educational uh, right. nature of this mm-hmm. i look at him and i'm like oh my gosh he has huge balls right he screams us in the or i'm like and what is going on everybody laughs but then uh, the nurse there she's like yeah uh that nicole looks over is like yeah they are big and it's like something wrong and the nurse says no when you know they're born they have a lot of fluid in their sacs still right from yeah. being inside the womb and so over time that fluid will go to excrete, their body right it'll it'll dissipate out of uh, out of his uh testicles and it'll just he'll look normal so that was like oh that makes a lot more sense than just- yeah because in comparison to his body but yeah, yeah. It, it's normal no one warned us about that <laughs> um so we were just like whoa yeah <laughs> uh but anyways then they go back to victor follows the baby mm-hmm. they um the pediatrician checks him out they get yeah. they get his weight and they're at length. this time they're Put, put me back, back together. Yeah. The whole surgery took 20 minutes. It, it was, was crazy. But a crazy, amazing fast. Like leaving, and I'd say, let's say 25, if any, max 30. Nicole leaving the room, wheeled out, surgery wheeled back into the room 30 minutes or less. That's Isn't just, that insane? That. It's bizarre. And me. then the baby was, I got to see the baby and he latched immediately. So that was really great for our bonding and for breastfeeding because I didn't have to go into a recovery for two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was, it was so cool, but it was so surreal. At this point, I'm thinking, 
holy cow, like I have a baby. (laughs) We're doing a lot of skin to skin. A lot of skin to skin. And I, so Nicole's breastfeeding for a little bit and then I have to change his diaper for the first time. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, you know, I've never, honestly, I I think I've only changed like one diaper in my life before that point. And, but I'm like, you know, I got this. Mm -hmm. No, no big deal. So I take his diaper off and it's like black. Like it looks like tar is mm-hmm. in his diaper. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Because nobody warns you. I mean, the nurse, nobody told me that his first set of bowels are just going to be black stuff that's excreted from his body because right. now he's doing it all on him, his own, right? Mm-hmm. So, and as I'm doing that, he starts pooping more and it looks like a bubble. It's like a black tar bubble coming out of his I have this on video. Butt. It's so funny. And I'm like, okay, I need help. I was like, Nicole, hit the button, the, the nurse button thing. And, and the nurse like, hello, Hi, how can I help you? And I was like, there's shit. I mean, I need help. There's shit everywhere. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. And they came in and it was fine. And then I was able to do it you know, yeah. after that, but it was just shocking, right? If you've yeah. never been in that situation, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, now I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. And it was like that for like a couple of days, right? At least for the yeah. first day. Yeah. Victor did days. a lot of the, with a C-section, I couldn't really move. I mean, they made me get up and walk around and stuff after like six hours, but I couldn't get up every time I needed a diaper change. You couldn't change. even laugh. I couldn't even tell you jokes or yeah, anything. Yeah, like, I was crying because I said, stop making me laugh. It hurts so bad. It's not like, I'm not trying to be like crack jokes, but I would oh, say no. something like <laughs> make funny. fun of something fast or, you know, just a little sly comment. And Nicole would be like, oh my God, you got to stop. I can't. She's like, I can't laugh. It hurts. I'm like, oh, Cause I'm what's, what's surprising is, well, I think my mom's, my mom said she was like on morphine pump. And I think my aunt Tiff said that too, that they got like this pump where I got freaking Toradol. Like I got a shot of Toradol and then I'm on like freaking ibuprofen (laughs) i'm like i just had a major like surgery cut this is not working yeah that was that 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 seemed a little weird to me they like push on your fundus and everything and and that hurts so bad and what's your uh, fundus i think that that's like our they have to make sure our uterus doesn't like bleed out so they're like pushing it down but i mean they're like that hurt more than anything else you know and i guess i it makes sense, but when they're doing the C-section, they got to move your intestines around. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And then so the intestines have to resettle, and that's why they don't let you eat any solids because they, they have to make sure you start passing bowels to make sure everything's working and you're not just backed up. Well, and so once you start passing gas and you're allowed yeah. to eat. So I was like passing gas, like, thank God. And I was like, Vic, I'm not eating jello for the third time today. <laughs> so my friend Jacqueline brought us food from her restaurant and I like ate it. Yep. And yep, and yep. like, I like, I asked for like forgiveness more than permission after I ate it because I was like, I'm starving. <laughs> and I knew like I was fine. Thank yeah. God I was, but I was like, I need to eat something. And I, and it was more, it was better than I think what they were trying to give me anyway. And you know what I liked about being in the hospital, um, a little off track here, but you were new parents. Mm-hmm. We, I'd be venture to say we didn't know anything that we're doing, just kind of, you know, going with the flow, right? Totally. Is he hungry? Do we got to change him? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Just having that re- reassurance that you can just tap this button. And the all-knowing nurse will come in and make everything better. Right? Or like, yeah, have some information. Because <laughs> that was for you. That was for Nicole. Her biggest fear was because we could have been in the hospital for another, I think, two, two days. days if we wanted to. Um, but no other family, just us two, right? It was great bonding with the baby. But by the end of that, the second day, like, we were good to go. And right? I would say that. It was awesome, just us three. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved my parents to be able to come in and my brother to meet him and everything, for sure. But us having a whole, like, I mean, us, if, even if we just had five hours together. Yeah. yeah. Bonding, and- I would recommend that to anybody. So I'll tell this right now to anybody listening that has to convince their in-laws, or if the in-law is listening because they have a child coming or, you know, daughter, son's having a baby, do them a favor and wait. Right. I know you want to be there 
And you can definitely, if they want you in the operating room, absolutely. But give them that time to do that bonding with their baby, right? This is just a, just a so you know. We, it happened to us on a whim. But if, if you have the option. Yeah, we didn't have the option. Give them an hour, two hours, three hours to have that one-on-one, you know, mom, dad, kid. Or, you know, dad, dad, kid, mom, mom, kid, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, give them that time to bond because mm-hmm. that's so important. And for us, it was like chaos was done it was just us three in the room for you know a good amount of time Mm -hmm. and it was just so great so just if you're in-laws you're hearing this and you might not not even in-laws grandparents so grandparents i'm saying like for me it's not my in-laws well whoever you get what i'm saying parents in-laws cousin uncle brother whatever i'd say three hours would be good even like three give them three hours yeah Give them three hours. Because, like, two days was too much. Like, the oh, second absolutely. day, we absolutely. were like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, at the end of the first day, like, Let's I mean, get it would have been fine, <laughs> you know. And um, I had, the extreme guilt. So I didn't know that we could stay for two more days and then I, until we were, like, leaving. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you can stay two more days if you want. And then it was such a hard decision for me because I was like, well, I really want my parents to meet him. and But mm-hmm. I don't know if we're ready to go home. Like, but I'm freaking going nuts in here because... I don't know. You're just not at home. Yeah. It's different. It's hard. And He's not as comfortable. No. And I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm just laying in the bed and I don't know. And so, then, so skip two, we do come home. Yeah. And I think the, the, we're so nervous to make sure everything's perfect all the time with him. And he was only, we didn't say his weight. He was only, he was born at 16 or 16, six pounds, 15 ounces. And then, but he came home at six pounds, six ounces. Cause they always lose a little bit of weight in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So he's teeny. Yeah. He's teeny. He's a little thing. And we are so new at this that we're taking, well, everything's new, but we're taking basically, we're, we're up 24 hours, Like We're taking shifts as oh, best we can. I thought you can. were going to talk about even when we first got home, I was like, crying oh yeah my hormones yeah. were whacked and people people were weren't gonna war- warning me about this especially with the breastfeeding thing and they just said your hormones are gonna be crazy and i'm like yeah i'll be fine mm-hmm. oh my gosh like i just started like bawling and i, I was like i can't I, I don't know if i can handle this like what did i do because i i care about this human so much that i feel like i'm never ever gonna be able to close my eyes and sleep again like in my whole life that's how much pressure I was putting on myself and I'm like Victor we don't freaking know anything (laughs) like it felt so weird so anyways I just want to say if you have a breakdown within the first 24 hours of being home I think that's super normal Mm -hmm. Um, I talked to my friends about it they did as well and it's scary it's very very scary because you you can't like control everything yep yeah, so absolutely. I just and, want to put that out there. And, and if it persists longer than that, and it and it's and it can right. be postpartum depression. Totally. I mean, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody. Get the help that you need. Don't be ashamed or no. or, or feel bad that that's happening to you because it's a normal thing. And there's something right? you can do to help it. Exactly. And and like she said, and I watched for it because I do um, have anxiety. Mm-hmm. So that's usually someone who would suffer from it more often. And luckily, like, I've been okay so far, but it can hit you at any time. Like, I'm always aware. And if I do get that, I will be very open and honest with you guys. Um, But I did have a freak out, like, I think two or three times. Well, and then so that's what stemmed us being awake. I mean, I Mm -hmm. think for, like, the first week, almost, because – but we got to the end of the first week. I still can't believe we did that. Pretty much awake 24 hours a day. And we'd do, like, at the night, it'd be, like, two-hour or four-hour shifts. Like, okay, now you're going to get him (laughs) till 2 in the morning, and then we'll switch, and then I'll have him till 6, and then you're up. And then – so we did that. I mean, we're like zombies. Almost. I think we did that for almost two weeks, Victor. Really? Whatever it was, I remember telling Nicole, uh, I was like, we, we can't sustain this. This is not sustainable. Not for our health, no. not for safety or anything. And we were never like up at the same time. So, no. So like we weren't communicating with an adult ever. We're like roommates. That's what we were like roommates taking care of this, you know, our baby. And and so I, I finally, because we couldn't get him on a sleep schedule or we, we were too timid to put him down and leave him and, you well, know, having suppo- him sleep. You're and- really not supposed to put down a newborn. Yeah. You're not. But, but so for we your were- sanity, it's okay if you need to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay if you <laughs> need to put him down for your own health, right? So, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> um, so I told that to Nicole and, we've, and so after... You know, I guess a couple of weeks we started feeling more comfortable trying to lay him down, and I think it was one one night. Um, 
I had to be up. I think it was like yeah. my shift was like four in the morning to like eight in the morning, something like that. And Nicole <laughs> had purchased this uh, this sleep guide. I can't remember what it was Gosh, called. What it was? Um, it's taking care of babies. Taking care of babies. That's what yeah. it's called. Yeah. Remember, because the girl's name's Kara. Uh yeah. So it's taking like a play care on, of babies. It's like okay. a play on words. I just saw it online and I was like, dude, I'm purchasing this. It's actually really good. Nicole actually never read it no, or did the courses. But that one night that I had to stay up, I was like, we can't do this anymore and this is hopefully the way to stop it. So I in that time I did all the it's like a class basically. You go through, you read the slides, what has videos and everything. So in the middle of the night, I'm on my phone because I don't want to turn on the TV because I don't want to wake them up. I don't want to turn the lights. <laughs> so I just got my phone like dimmed down. I'm like reading all these slides and listening to these videos of how to properly or effectively put your baby in a calm state mm-hmm. and have him fall asleep on his own and right. all the tips and tricks. And I started doing that. It worked sometimes, right? Sometimes it didn't. I mean, but it was a hit and miss. But now, you know, I think doing that from early uh on as yeah. practice and doing it now like i'm not saying it works 100 percent of the time to put him down but at least he can fall asleep on his own sometimes well, which some babies let, have a hard time the last few days he's been or three days he's been amazing but when victor first started this class the first two days yeah there was success with it uh the next month no success mm-hmm. i'll be honest no success at all with it but he is really young and almost too young to be able to understand what we're doing. So four weeks old, I think Vic said the, it said that you can't, he doesn't comprehend yeah, his schedule. Yeah, or before the four weeks, they say you do it as practice, right? Yeah, and he and, was and not And if it works, it, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But at least, you know, you're, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. So you're getting used to doing it and he'll get something out of it, but not the yeah. full, you know, whatever. But anyway, that's when we kind of started saying... All right, we, we're going to have to start well, trying to Well, we knew this down. was getting dangerous because we were so tired <laughs> on our shifts that we would close our eyes for a couple seconds and I would like be like, whoa, like this yeah. isn't good. Like I'm falling um, asleep with him. We need to figure something else out. <laughs> but it, it's it's crazy thinking back now, even just him being six weeks old and thinking, oh my God, did we really stay up 24 oh, hours? Yeah. Yes, we did. But our next baby, will we? No, we absolutely mm-hmm. will not. But I think you kind of got to go through that on your own until you feel comfortable because, yeah. and we also have um, the Owlette, which is really awesome. We, which this isn't an ad, but that no. thing is amazing. You can tell them about yeah, it. Yeah, it's sure. just this little sock that he wears on his foot and it tells you his um, oxygen yep. and heart rate mm-hmm. throughout when, whenever he's wearing it and it will alert you if something's wrong. So it's very comforting because it's like a siren if if there's something wrong. And we have a camera with it too. It's all right. on, on the same app. So when you open the app, mm-hmm. you could see him from the camera and then right on there, it tells you the heart rate and the oxygen level. So perfect. Oh my gosh. I, I couldn't do without it. But um, I guess if I had to do without it and didn't know about it, I would. But now, oh my gosh. You know, that that makes me think sometimes about back in the day when you don't have that or right. like your grandma or my my great grandma like 19 kids mm-hmm. 15 kids like cuz i asked the, <laughs> i asked the pediatrician at his last visit i said the reason i have him wear that outlet is because if he were in an episode of sids um sudden infant death syndrome can i stop it and he said yes he said cuz this thing will alert me if um, his oxygen gets lower than 80%. Because what SIDS is, is they just stop breathing. Their brain tells them, like, oh, I don't need to breathe. And they stop breathing. So I just said, like, if there's no point, there's no point in him wearing it if I can't do anything about mm-hmm. that. Or if, say, a blanket come, gets over his face, it would alert me, like, if his oxygen's dropping. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's comforting. But anyways, he said, yeah, if your baby... If this is a getting, if you're getting an alert and it looks like, wow, the baby is low on oxygen because things are turning blue and purple, just hit their feet, hit their back, stimulate the crap out of them, remind them to breathe, and you can you can potentially save their life. I mean, it does happen rather quickly. He said, if your baby stops breathing for four minutes and there's no brain activity at that point, it's really difficult to, you know, bring anybody back after four minutes. But yeah. this would. Um, it's just another tool that can help you. That can help you because in the night, you don't know that. Were you going to wake up every five minutes and like see their chest rise? That's what I would do. Do you know that I did that with my animals before I had a baby? Imagine how I would be with a baby. Like, 
I still, when he's wearing his outlet, I still check on making sure his chest is yeah. rising. I'm still checking, like, because sometimes he's just sleeping so good. I'm like, I just need to go. <laughs> and I see the vitals right in front of my face, but I'm like, I'm going to go check just to make sure. So this is for anybody who's a little bit more of a worried parent. Oh, my gosh. I love it, and I could not recommend it enough. And no, we're not getting paid to say this. Yeah. And a couple other things that we found super helpful were a weighted swaddle. He hated being swaddled at mm-hmm. first. Um, somebody actually, uh, somebody messaged me and this is how I found it. It's called a Zen swaddle. Um, they're from frick. I don't know if you Google Zen swaddle, um, they'll pop up and it's on a site, but they're weighted on their chest and on their arms and it feels like he's being hugged. So those are the only swaddles that are a little yeah, baby will use. Yeah, we ended up buying like three or four of them. And they're kind of more, ex- they're a little expensive, yeah, they're, they're a but little they're little worth it. Side, but it was, it was worth it. And I'd Absolutely. say those two things have really helped, um, him and us, and then the hatch. The hatch is really great. He he sleeps to um, the sound of rain. Yep. And what's really funny is when he, we were driving to a restaurant one time, and it started pouring outside, and my friend Mariah was with us, and he like fell asleep like instantly. She goes, "Oh my god, he fell asleep." that quick and i said oh my god that's so funny his white noise sound is rain (laughs) so like literally put him to sleep but um those have helped us tremendously with his sleeping schedule absolutely absolutely yeah and now i mean everything you know they say everything gets easier and in a sense it has been uh because he's adapting more to the environment that he's in Mm -hmm. and it's also cool to see him you know learn things just little things that you know you would if it's not your child you wouldn't even notice it right because it's so small but something else that helped uh so he goes to the chiropractor we get him uh, it's cool because she doesn't do she adjusts him but Mm -hmm. it's not her doing the adjustments so for example she'll put her finger and add some pressure to his hip, for example. Mm-hmm. And then when he moves, he ends up adjusting himself, right? And uh, she also told us about this uh, this app uh, called the Wonder Weeks. Mm-hmm. And I downloaded the app and I looked at it. And basically, in a newborn's life or in a baby's life, there are certain leaps, big leaps, big changes that he makes at certain times while his brain is developing. For example, and it starts from when uh, he is due date was. Yep. And so he just had this first leap a few days ago um, and it's sensations, right? So in this sensations leap, his brain is developing now so he can see contrasts, mm-hmm. right? He's very fascinated with the contrasting colors. And so they recommend you, you know, hold him in a room and just have him look at certain things. And in any given room, no matter where you are, you you could sit down where you are right now and look around. There's a lot of things that we don't notice day to day because we're so used to it. But if you look, like I'm looking at, you know, this coat rack and then you got the purple contrasting with the black jacket behind it or the green flower Mm -hmm. contrasting, you know, with those sandals or all these shoes. And so he'll look at that stuff and for him, it'll be like sensation overload. Like, whoa, wow, I can see that now. Mm-hmm. You know, also touch like him feeling stuff or hearing stuff, you know. It says that they develop a favorite sense at this point. So whether it's listening or whether it's um, touch feeling or whether it's seeing, like he'll mm-hmm. really focus on one of his favorite sense. So it's kind of cool. I wonder, he kind of does sit back and listen quite a bit and observe. Yep. They so. say also talk to him, right? Mm-hmm. And like tell him a story or tell him about your day, tell him anything. And as you're talking to them, if they turn their head away from you, that's them wanting kind of to process like, okay, stop talking. He'll be processing. And then when he looks back at you, well, you now keep talking again, mm-hmm. right? Or talk to him and, and stop and let him respond to you. Like if he's talking to you mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, now we're having a conversation, right? So it, He can it, smile now. It's yeah, so it, it's really cool. And oh, the circumference of his head. So mm-hmm. the, the head grows in spurts. So you his head literally is get, wake up one day and, it's and his just head's way just bigger. bigger, right? So and so the app will tell you when, like the countdown, because you'll put in your baby's information, mm-hmm. and it'll give you the countdown of when this leap is going to happen. It's three ninety nine, right? Yeah, the it's like four bucks. Yeah, for the so app. so and it's, it's definitely only worth a one time fee, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's great. We both bought it. And uh, and also your baby will get fussy before you get into this leap, yeah, so it'll tell you how fussy. Arrow or, was really like had a couple days where he just. I didn't know what was going on, but it was because he was going through this. And so how they explain it is imagine you're just getting accustomed to a brand new world 
and then everything changes on you again. Mm -hmm. So now you wake up, he's waking up and he's like, whoa, things look different. Things feel different. I can hear things differently. And so now he's like, crap, I'm cranky and I'm clinging to what I know, which would be his favorite people. And so if that's why he's more clingy or not sleeping as much, that's exactly why. And it makes you feel better because my first thought is, is he sick? Yeah. And, you know... Yeah, it'll tell you all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it, it's just, it's really cool. And as, if I look now, I, I'll know what his next leap, when it is, mm-hmm. the countdown to it. And I can read all the information about it and how to better help him develop, like things to do with him or for him. Uh, and, it, and it's cool because it also gives you videos that say, mm-hmm. okay, you can experience what he's experiencing. Watch this video. This is how the baby sees the world. This yeah. is how you see the world. And so that's really interesting as well because it's kind of hard to understand sometimes. Like I'm like, wait, what do you mean contrast? Like the, I, I don't really understand what that means. But then I watch the video and it's like, okay, you can see like this dog with you can see this dog with all these colors, but he sees like this black and white. Like yeah, you. He, it makes more sense when you're watching the video because I'm like, wait, what is that? Yeah, mean? we see like whiskers and yeah. nostril dimples mm-hmm. and all these eyelashes. All he sees is black and white dog. Mm-hmm. Just the those two colors, like the two spots. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's really so that is it is, and a lot of people were wondering um, how our puppies are accommodating to him (laughs) oh my gosh they love him and i was so worried because you know they're 12 years old they're stuck in their ways they're little old ladies but they want to protect him and they love him they're super chill around him yeah i'm very surprised actually they can tell that he's mine for sure they want to be close to him but they don't want to touch him that's how and they but they don't want anyone else to touch him either exactly so (laughs) it's kind of funny because you know some dogs will go up and lick the dog and like they'll might they'll like Beyonce, especially, she's like the bigger one, more mom-like. She'll get mm-hmm. close and she'll big one. Like, she's if you're pounds. holding him, no matter where you are, she'll run up to you and just kind of like stay like a foot away from you and kind of look and maybe sniff. And she's like, okay, we're she'll good. lay down and she'll <laughs> guard you. Yeah, she'll be like, all right, we're good here. Oh, you know, everything's fine. And it's funny because <laughs> now he weighs he weighs more than both of them. And it's like when he was first born, I'm like, you got you're not the baby anymore, or you're not the baby anymore. And now I'm like, okay, you guys, you're still the babies because he's already almost 11 pounds. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. He's growing fast, but um, we plan on sharing our parenting. We have so many stories to share with you yeah. guys, um, and we're so excited for the past six weeks. We've been learning. We've been growing. And we've been taking notes of it all. So we're excited to share it with you. And any questions that you have, uh, this is all new for us. Yep. And yeah, so we're just pumped. This is going to be Coco Caliente. It might sound a little different. Hopefully you still like it. Mm -hmm. And we still have our humor, right? Yeah, I think we're still funny. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You guys can tell us. But... um, but thank yeah. you guys. We we hope you guys enjoyed this edition, uh, catching up with us. And uh, now we should be up to date, you know, moving forward. It'll be what's going on in our life with Baby Arrow and, mm-hmm. and what we got uh, in store for you guys should be fun. So please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. The easiest way is on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review there for us, five stars, please. Yeah. Um, and you can listen to this. You can tell people anywhere they listen to their podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Or you can always go to www.cococalientepodcast.com. You can listen there. And we'll probably add some merch for Arrow because we can't leave them out now. Oh, uh, yeah, that's such a good idea. Yeah, little baby. Uh, we can Coco do a lot of some funny things with that. Little bean. Yeah. Uh, Crossfit Oh, yeah. That's cute. Um, So anyway, I know that's something Nicole will probably start working on now, so stay tuned for that. Um, And yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed. Oh, I almost forgot. What? Don't forget to follow us at Coco Caliente Pod on Mm -hmm. Twitter and at Coco Caliente Podcast on Instagram. Thanks, guys. Thank you. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.